Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability we all have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihee Jolly. Today we're talking about self-love and relationships, and specifically how chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo can empower you to become the protagonist in all your relationships, whether they're romantic, family, or just how you interact with other people. Marilena Ward of Queens, New York, shares her story today, which begins with one of the toughest periods of her life, when she moved from Panama to New York by herself to learn English and begin a new life. But on a deeper level, she was running away from a number of challenging relationships back home, with her boyfriend at the time and her family. This is when she decided to start chanting Nam Yoho Renge Kyo, and quickly realized that she was the common denominator in all her relationships, and her own tendency toward pessimism and anger was making her feel very unhappy. So began a journey of profound inner transformation, in which she used her Buddhist practice to heal her own toxic relationship with herself, which caused ripple effects in all her other relationships. I'll let Marilena share the story in her own words, and at the end, we'll cover a step-by-step process for finding happiness in relationships. Here's Marilena. So my name is Marilena Ward. I am originally from Panama, and I am 34 years old. My birthday just happened in November. <laughs> and yeah, I'm calling from Queens, New York. Amazing. Thank you for taking the time to talk and also about a subject that I think uh, many people will be excited to listen to because it's the uh, human relationships tend to be the source of all the joy and all the suffering. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, um, just for context, can you share a little bit about um, how and why you decided to start practicing SGI Nietzsche and Buddhism and maybe, you know, what was going on at the time that made you interested? Yes. Um, actually, I was born into a family that practiced uh, Buddhism, um, but it wasn't until my early 20s, um, I was finishing college and my dream was always just to like learn English. Um, so I set my mind to, yeah, just come to the, the United States to learn. Um, so yeah, I left and came to the New York in 2010. Um, and then soon after I realized, because I was on my own, right? Like I had no family, no friends. I barely knew the language and soon after realized that actually I was just really unhappy, mm. really unhappy um, and that I didn't know myself, I didn't love myself and a, yes, the source of my suffering was relationships with everyone around me from friends to um, parents to siblings um, and especially uh, yeah, romantic relationships. So I was um realizing that I was really just running away from all of that and that caused me so much suffering thinking that I was the person causing all these uh, strained relationships <laughs> with everyone so that's how I started practicing because I just wanted to be happy you know and I didn't know what to do you know at that time and mm -hmm. the only thing I knew was chanting yeah yeah I I, I feel you um 
and also just to move to a new country by yourself I like I don't know that unless people have done it they can really understand what that means um you know even myself included so I'm sure that it was a very complex time emotionally as well um so do you remember I guess it's been some time quite some time since then but do you remember initially when you were like okay I'm gonna start chanting Nam Myoho Rengekyo like what did you do first how did you start incorporating it into your daily life and did anything start to change or what were those early days like yeah, so actually, as soon as I uh, came in that, um, it was summer of 2010. At the beginning, I felt, you know, I just, I don't want to chant. I don't want <laughs> anything to do with chanting. It's <laughs> just like, when I live my life, you know, I was young. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to have fun. Um, but actually, these feelings intensify within me. So um, yeah, still a struggle um with a partner you know my boyfriend at the time um in, in panama and it was just a very toxic relationship um mm-hmm. and yeah like i was crying every single day um and i didn't know sometimes i just didn't know why i was crying i just felt miserable and i think the frustration of not knowing or understanding how to change the situation um, and just wanting to try out for myself um, chanting. I think little by little, I um, started to realize actually so many things that I feel like I needed to see, you know, Hmm. in my life. And I feel like that was the first um, kind of uh, benefit from chanting because I just didn't know what was wrong and I needed to know what was that in order to change that. <laughs> and I felt like part of me was just so blinded, uh, you know, until until I started really chanting and really reflecting um, that it was me, the person who needed to change in order to do that. And so the first things that I started um, seeing was just that I was hopeful, you know, during the day. <laughs> That's just, you know, it might seem so like minimal for some people. But for me at the time, it was really a big change just because every day was a struggle uh, from beginning to end. Um, and just being hopeful and just um, being able to have joy. Uh, you know, during the day, it was a big step. Um, and then the next things that I was, you know, realizing um, or from chanting, yeah, it was um, that I I feel in, like encouraged or I guess like um, have this energy that I just felt like I wanted, I, I knew that I could transform the situation even though I didn't know how, how to do it. But I knew like, wow, this is something that I can, you know, transform. Like I know it's like part of my destiny, I would say at the time, like just (laughs) to be like that. I could never change, you know, but somehow I feel like when I chant, I can transform that there's a new door, you know, for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's such an important, small, but very significant thing. I feel like you said, because there's, you know, in Buddhism, we live our lives basically believing despite what your karma is if you have challenging karma or 
patterns in your life or the cards you were dealt, whatever you want to call it, you can change it. But most belief systems, I feel like, and especially if people don't believe anything, it's very easy to go through life saying, well, this is who I am. This is the personality I have. This is the family I have. What am I going to do about it? I just have to deal kind of thing. So um, just that you began to, that shift is actually huge <laughs> to to experience through, through chanting. Um, do you mind my asking as much as you're comfortable sharing any like um, example? So when you say you were running away from relationships, um, were there any like specific ones or any specific conditions just to sort of paint a picture for anyone else who might be in the middle of this and not realize that's what ha- what's happening? You know what I mean? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think, you know, um, like in every aspect of my life, um, I had trouble, but specifically, I think, with romantic relationships, you know, with my ex-boyfriend, you know, now, of course, um, but it was, yeah, it was really (laughs) toxic, (laughs) you know, like he will really do things um, like just going out with other women and just... I feel like just in general, just disrespecting, you know, my life. And also I was disrespecting my life too as well. Um, mm. Yeah, like I will also like look into other people, right, to like hang out as well. And barely thinking that, I was thinking like it was normal, <laughs> you know. Mm. I was thinking like, oh, it's normal to have this kind of relationship where like basically accepting anything that he would do, Um or just believing what that it was okay, I guess. Like, you know, even though he would do these really, you know, harmful things, you know, um, yeah, I would still accept it, you know, mm-hmm. and thinking that because of love, I have to accept it. Yeah, that's a really tough place to be. Was this, um, did you say, was this a long distance relationship or this was here? Um, it was, yeah, it was in Panama. Yeah, so it oh, was long, oh. long distance, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough thing to, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just thinking of so many friends I mean, so many people. It's, it's surprisingly common, you know, to be in a relationship and then not be able to see it for what it is. So thank you for, for sharing. I, is, so is that something that started to shift when you started chanting or, or in terms of like the specific relationships that you felt like you were struggling with um did you see like the internal shift that began also play out externally um yes yes i i think like the like again like the first aha moment was like realizing that was not okay (laughs) that that wasn't something that would bring happiness you know to my life and then uh honestly realizing that I was accepting all these um, things because I didn't love myself Um, and realizing that in order for me to know what true love, you know, is, I had to start with myself. How do I feel with myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that started a journey of self-development and self-love and accepting who I was and who I am for, yeah, for who I am, right? Like, I can't change it. I can't change it. But um, it actually was so hard, you know, at the beginning to to just um, not seek that kind of approval or love from external. Um, of course, you know, we I 
obviously like relationships are important in our life but it just really started with me um, loving myself mm. yeah I, I totally hear you um, is that I mean that's a really difficult thing to realize though you know I think in in retrospect it can it can it becomes so clear like oh that's what I had to work on and so that's what the journey began but I'm just thinking from the perspective of someone who is currently in it and probably has you know like an inkling like I I need to really work on my own respect for myself like I I know that maybe my friends have told me that maybe I've seen that in relationships but how does one even begin to do that you know because Buddhism isn't magic like you chant and then all of a sudden everything is fine um there's also action involved there's like you have to to do the work to change your life so I'm curious what that process looked like. So, like, how did you first have this realization at all? Like, oh, wait, I'm the common denominator. This is about how I see myself. And then what did you you do about it? Yes, I think, you know, chanting first opened just the door for me to see other, like, possibilities in my life rather than, like, the fixed destiny that I had Hmm. thought you know, this idea of my life. Um, and then uh, readings, uh, because, you know, the publications are so hopeful. <laughs> are like, <laughs> you know, it's it's like so hard to find these kind of publications where they tell you like, you have unlimited potential and, you know, you are this powerful being with this amazing, you know, uh, Buddhahood within your, you know. So for me, was that was like, do I really have these things, you know? <laughs> but that was the start. That was the beginning, just being able to just read um, that I have this amazing potential was, you know, um, important for me. And then, uh, you know, in our organization here in SEI, we have also um, a small uh, communities, right? Like small meetings in our neighborhoods and just interacting with you know uh, people and members that were so hopeful and believe on myself before I even believe you know Mm -hmm. in my life it just gave me that kind of like environment where I could really just be positive rather than negative you know of course like there were times that I will just you know um fall into my negative patterns you know of like self you know negative uh, talking to myself or just believing that I couldn't change that but I think like as I participating you know in the small meetings or and just dialogue with people and and reading and like combinations of like chanting and like all these things like slowly right I started just to be most more hopeful and I started just to be able to to catch those moments uh, where I will just be negative with myself and say like oh okay okay now I'm catching it so what am I gonna do with that (laughs) right like what what is the thought that I'm gonna have and yeah like it's definitely not an easy process it 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 took me some time definitely um but with that support from other people I don't think I wouldn't be able to um you know like accomplish or I guess like realize that is possible and be positive you know yeah yeah I totally understand and I I love um what one thing I love about doing this podcast is that you hear from so many people in different places throughout the country 
the same thing. Like they don't know each other, but they're sharing the same thing. And and Buddhability, which is an interchangeable word with Buddhahood that you're describing, is like um, we always say on the show and and on the on the site and in the articles that this is basically just a community that asks you to believe in yourself again, because you've already had all of this potential the entire time, you know. Um, so it feels like that's exactly what you're describing, whether you you start out believing it or not, you know, and other people help you along or it's you really awakening to it right away and having the confidence to really build a life based on your bootability. It, yeah, it's amazing. So I, I love that you just shared that. <laughs> it seems so simple, but it's, it's really profound. Um, so then I, again, as much as you're comfortable sharing, you know, it just to recap. So it sounds like you, you came to, the U.S. and you were sort of you realized you were in this really unhappy place, and one component was this relationship that you were in, among other things. Um, and then you start chanting, and you start this sort of like internal journey, which is what we call human revolution, right? Where you're strengthening that side of yourself that believes that you're respect worthy and wonderful, and really fighting that side of you that says all the negative things to you. Um, so I imagine that created some sort of a shift in your environment and your relationships or maybe helped you realize how to do things differently. So yeah, if I can ask, like, how did that that relationship end or how, like what happened with it? And did you see other relationships changing or sort of what was the next next chapter like? Because I know it's it's been a while now and you're married now too, right? So so much must have happened in between. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it just is starting that what you call, you know, human revolution of um, believing in the power of my own life. I started to just interact different with my parents, with mm. my siblings, with my friends, you know, just having so much joy. I felt like they were just like, what is going on? Because you know? <laughs> I was a very pessimistic person, you know, I think in general, and always finding a way to bring other people down, I think. Like, mm. I don't know if it was out of jealousy or out of I don't know what it was. Honestly, I was just a main person. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I will really just hold grudge on situations and never forget. I will never forget when something, you know, bad would happen. And yeah, like I was I was always in conflict basically, just just fighting with people because I wanted to always be right. <laughs> or because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always wanted to prove a point. So in the exterior, I felt confident, you know, because I was doing all these, you know, things, you know, in the outside. But in the inside, I also had conflict within myself. Like I also had, I was just being toxic to myself too. Like, why are you this way? You will never change. And... um Yes, like I always found a way to just create fights, honestly, you know, with my family, with my parents, blaming them for who I was, you know, blaming my partner for where I was at um, Mm. or, you know, my happiness. Yeah, like I feel like that was kind of um, my immediate 
a or not immediate but that was kind of my benefit that actually even though I thought I was just changing for the sake of romantic relationship I was changing for the sake of just being happy you know and have great relationships you know with people to the point that I have the the greatest you know um family relationship now I feel like so so much joy you know um and also um, cultivating friendships was something that it was really hard for myself before. And I feel like I never had like good friends, you know, or true friends. And because of that, you know, I started having amazing, like I have so many, you know, friendships from that time that is still, you know, my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like in the romantic side, I was just, I started to really envision like what kind of person I wanted to be with, you know, that it would really respect, you know, uh, myself and himself too, you know, um, mm-hmm. and just to uh, see growth, right, and, and 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 love, right, out of the relationship rather than the opposite. And yeah, I think just just saying no to a lot of you know <laughs> encounters that I had, like being able to have the wisdom, like is this really the person I want to be with, and being mm-hmm. able to confidently just walk away from that and say like okay, this is, like, you know, you know, you are a great person. That's great, but you're not the great person for me. You know, I think that was just really hard, you know, at the beginning. And then, uh, but through the process, it just became more easy just because I knew um, who I wanted to be with, even though I haven't, found, I have, you know, at that time I haven't found that person. So, yes, I did find that person. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, you know, it, I wasn't really looking for it, you know, at the time. Um, but I felt like it just, you know, we, we in this Buddhism, we have like the mystic aspect, you know. I felt like it was so mystic for me just to um, met him. And in a moment that I was like, I'm not really interested in looking for anyone (laughs) you know honestly and I just happened to be hanging out with my friends and through friends I just met you know this wonderful man and he really respects me and I respect him and yeah I we it's it's been great of course you know it doesn't mean that marriage is the happiness you know it just it's just uh you know for me it's always um like continuously uh, digging within myself that no one can give me happiness right like I have to make me happy you know and continue to seek the happiness from within myself rather than from you know my partner so um yes so I hope that answers your question yeah it absolutely does that's um amazing and it as you were talking I was thinking like many people Maybe it's because, I don't know, we're conditioned this way socially, but you think of like your partner, your friends, your family as these things on a list like, oh, I need this and then I need this and then I need this. Oh, this one's missing. So when will it come? You know, people go through life that way, um, especially I feel like in our in our 20s and 30s, a lot of people go through life in that way thinking when I have all these things, I'll have the life that I always wanted. But I just love that you said that, you know not seeking happiness outside yourself, which is like a core teaching of Buddhism that everything comes from within. Um, it's like the, the 
troubles that we might have in relationships actually can like kick into gear this habit of always looking inwards and thinking, you know, what is it that I really need to work on or how much more do I need to really believe in myself or how much more can I observe the situation clearly, Um, which serves, I agree, marriage very well (laughs) because it's not easy. Um, so I very much appreciate also have, having had the chance to be like, okay, wait, Jihee, let's pause for a second and chant about this. Is it the other person <laughs> that's creating the situation or is it you? <laughs> um, wow. So um, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, you were chanting and you were studying and, um, you know, Buddhist philosophy covers so much, like so, so much, every aspect of life. So I imagine that there also must have been... Um, you know, some sort of concepts or words or anything that you read. Was there anything that really helped you kind of solidify this this journey and this shift that you're describing? Um, yes. The, the first concept that it really just kind of like took some weight out of my shoulders was changing karma into mission. Um, because again, I felt like, you know, my life is going to be this certain way and my future is going to be this certain way and it's unchangeable. But the moment that I, uh, you know, read about, you know, like, wow, my karma is just not fixed. It's not a destiny. It's actually something that I can, you know, challenge and transform and it become the fuel, you know, even though it might seem like it's not how it looks like, it's not what it looks like is not what I want, you know, in the moment I can transform this karma. Like I'm the driver of my life. Right. So that was, that was definitely the concept that helped me, um, um, to, to just open the doors for transformation in my life. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Um, if you're okay with it, I'm just thinking from the perspective of people who are totally new to Buddhism, it might just be like difficult to grasp what that, what that concept actually means. So um, just in your own experience, how would you break down what karma into mission means? Like when you say karma in your life, like for example, what do you feel like that was? And then when you say mission, or I guess we could also use the word purpose, what it is turned into? Do you know what I mean? Just so that people can try to understand a little bit more clearly. I think like for me, I felt like my karma was a, just having bad relationships, you know, um, being in a family that we won't get along or just having a job because of sake of having a job without feeling any joy, you know, from it, or just being in a relationship just because you are supposed to be in a relationship. And not understanding that I can also find joy, you know, and be happy from that relationship. Um, And even just financially um, as well, like, I just felt like, you know, I always had to struggle Mm. with everything, really. (laughs) Right. So for me, it was like I was born in these conditions and those conditions cannot change. For me, that was the karma because we see karma as something negative right so a lot of times um but for me that was like my my particular you know a karma and those things that were making me suffer right like career 
financial um, relationships, how to transforming into mission for me was like, yes, that's how it looks like right now, but I'm going to change it, you know, and that suffering or that uh, struggle just became a source of like, my my mission actually is to transform it, (laughs) you know? My my mission is to really, you know, transform these things and just shape the life, you know, that I that I want to have with a great career, a great relationship and harmonious family, you know, understanding that those things that although it seemed fixed at the time, they have potential for change. They have potential to really just um, create joy and just be happy, you know, in the moment. Yeah, I love that. That's really, I think, helpful, helpful for people to, to hear examples. Um, And just one, one follow up to that, too, because sometimes I struggle to even be able to, to break this down, because karma into mission, of course, um, means that we feel confident and really pursue this path of changing each aspect of our life that might bring us suffering or each, you know, pattern that we see again like you described in your family or with your finances or whatever but at the same time buddhism teaches that we don't seek happiness outside ourselves so it's like very easy to also fall into well until i have no financial problems and a great relationship and a wonderful family i can't be happy and you brought up the word joy you know and i am imagining that you don't mean like joy after it's all wonderfully cleared up and you have everything that you want but joy through the process does that make sense so I'm just curious if you could explain that a little bit or is that is that what you mean that you that you were able to find along the way like as you keep going yes absolutely I think uh, yes just to be able to see where I was and yes it wasn't what I wanted it to be but in the moment um just be able to have have the confidence that I want to change it. You know, in Buddhism, we speak a lot of like the present moment is where you have to be happy, right? Like you don't have to uh, wait until the future when all these, you know, amazing house or like, you know, whatever your uh, beautiful future looks like, you know, to you, um, you, I can, you can actually find joy in the process of transforming those things in your life. But honestly, I feel like the joy comes from chanting, you know, honestly. <laughs> I don't feel like my buddhability, you know, will come forth if it wasn't because of chanting. Because, of course, like, intellectually, I can say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to feel joy. But what if I don't feel joy? You mm-hmm. know, and I feel like, you know, when I chant nam myoho renge I'm really able to refresh my spirit. Like, yes, it's possible, you know. In the moment that I'm struggling, you know, let's say, like, I had, like, the most horrible day, you know, I can go and chant and that horrible day will transform into joy because, you know, I feel hopeful again. I feel courage again. I'm determined again. So I feel like, yeah, like you you can feel joy in the midst of a struggle. You can feel happiness wherever you are because that's what chanting does for you. It just opens this amazing door of of happiness, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. of 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 transformation and happiness um, in the everyday. And I think like that's why you know 
for everyone you know we we try to do it you know daily um because of course we are going to feel discouraged we are human beings we feel sad we feel angry we fight you know we all we do all these human things um you know but at the end of the day i can always go untapped into this greatness you know of my life and i can always go back and kind of refill you know or refuel i don't know <laughs> you know the that amazing energy that maybe i don't have like maybe i missed it for a second or for a day mm. yeah i love that that makes a lot of sense and i completely agree because it's not that's why i also love like we always say that um we're we're really practicing Buddhism. We're practitioners of Buddhism. It's very different than being Buddhist intellectuals or philosophers of Buddhism. I mean, you can know all the concepts, but if you don't feel it in your body, in your life, in your daily life, then it doesn't really matter that these wonderful concepts exist. Um, so yeah, I, I love how real it is what you're describing. Um, so I do, I, I wanted to try something if you're okay with it. So I, I usually at the end always ask if, you know, you have a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's kind of new to Buddhism and maybe struggling through something similar, like struggling to love themselves or create happy relationships of any kind. Um, but I, I almost want to try to do it step by step because it's like not an easy thing. And it's like such a majorly universal challenge that, um, Maybe I'll I'll ask a couple questions about it if that's okay. So if if someone listening is new to Buddhism and they are like, that's me, all my relationships don't feel good. I'm maybe in an unhealthy one or I haven't found my partner, you know, um, where do I start? Like, what what do I do f first? Where do what do I even how do I begin to even tackle this? Because it feels really overwhelming. You know, what would you say as a start? <laughs> Yes. I mean, the first thing that it happened, like I did, it was just trying chanting out mm -hmm. of curiosity, you know, trying chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. I think that was the first, um, it gave me the first glimpse of hope, you know, because if I didn't feel hope, I, I don't think I will be able to just follow through with anything else. Um, so yeah, like if you are out there, you know, struggling, just try it out, you know, and see what happens, you know, within your life. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then, okay, so let's say this hypothetical person, I'm just, I'm just going step by step, you know, starts to chant and starts to feel what you're describing you went through, which is, wait, I can change this. This isn't fixed destiny. I feel, I feel like some sort of power in my life and then all these people are telling me that I have all this potential and I can be happy so okay I want to try but then you realize that the source of of much of this struggle is that that you don't love yourself or that you don't respect yourself which can be a very overwhelming realization it's not like a quick fix you know so step two if you were to realize that you know um, or kind of go through that for you how did you tackle that like how did you chant about it or was there a specific action that you were able to take in your relationships to try to behave differently or anything like that yeah I don't think I had like a specific like I'm just going to behave this way or I'm just going to behave the other way I think it will happen naturally at least on my personal experience mm. um, find support you know <laughs> find you know a way that you can 
you know, whenever you feel like you cannot believe in yourself, then there's other people believing for for your own life, you know, believing your power. Um, so, you know, in my own personal experience, just finding that, you know, neighborhood SGI, you know, group um, and just getting involved because it just, it seems that it's not connected, but it is because you're interacting with people, right? <laughs> like you, you having, you know, some sort of relationship with, with other people. And I think that those kind of interactions, you know, help, help me, you know, or it will help you also continuously polish your life or continuously, you know, um, transform your life and not give up on, on the idea that yes you can change hmm. wow I love that actually I hadn't thought of that but of course it's true because it, it's people right how you show up even in a community can teach you a lot about how you show up in the world because it's still you and it's still people so that's a very um very important point I I remember like for, when I first started attending um Buddhist meetings and stuff I was like the person that just like sat there didn't say anything and left quickly <laughs> and I just didn't feel comfortable like really connecting with people which by the way is totally fine just like everyone can be themselves but now I feel like I too have all of these amazing friendships and I I can't even remember that side of me that was so sort of shy and reserved because I saw myself change so it's also like cool to think of it as like a little social laboratory you know where you're like experimenting with how you show up and how how you feel and how you treat people and really think about yourself talk to yourself so I love that yes I think you know um no one it's just really hard to change on your own like isolated that's mm -hmm. a really as, at some point you're gonna give up that's just the reality of it you know and uh, being happy yourself it's going to be really hard if people around you are unhappy, <laughs> you know? So I think, you know, it's all, everything is connected. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, so, so then the kind of third part of this, and this is also just, you know, in Buddhism, we don't encourage blind faith, right? Like Buddhability, when you awaken to your own bootability and you see it in practice, you continue to chant because you've seen some change. And so, you know, that kind of what we call actual proof in Buddhism is super important to, to develop your own faith in yourself. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, you know, again, for you, so you started chanting and felt hope, and then you really had these realizations about yourself being the one that you really had to believe in and this community and friendship helped you continue on that path um but what would you say was the like was there a first kind of like wow I've really changed or someone's reacting to me differently or why am I showing up this way you know like what was the thing that you were like I want to continue on this path something's really happening yes um it's very interesting actually I realized that I have changed the moment I went to visit my country um Panama and somehow you know I seen this ex-boyfriend you know and I felt like before I would just hold so much grudge and just being very revengeful or just just very negative you know I think like that would be my um my usual tendency but honestly I just felt gratitude <laughs> I don't know I just like I felt so much gratitude 
for this person who of course at the time made me struggle so much but because I struggled so much I was able to um, start chanting you know for my own life and yeah I was like wow like I don't think Marilena 2000 <laughs> you know and 10 will have acted or reacted the same you know and <laughs> yeah just feeling gratitude towards this person was a huge, huge change, you know, for me. And then that's when I realized, like, wow, I came a long way, you know, like <laughs> I really changed so much. <laughs> so, yes, that that yeah. was the moment. That's amazing. Yeah, I, um, I've had a few moments of like where you really surprise yourself with how you feel or how you react and you don't know where it came from. I, for me, I feel like that's my, my boot ability. Like I don't have to plan to behave, like you said, in a certain way. It just comes out of your life, like this other version of yourself. It's amazing. Wow. Okay. So this is helpful. I'm just, I was just thinking like to try to give a vision to someone who might be in, in the thick of it. Um, so I guess my last question here is, uh, you know, do you have some sort of a vision for your future because I'm sure that you're still on this journey it's not like oh everything's perfect and you know maybe people are in relationships now and um past that struggle and they have found a wonderful partner but like to continue to to be in a healthy relationship and to be happy in your relationships is like a lifelong thing (laughs) so is there anything that you um yeah that you're chanting about now or a vision that you have for the future or some sort of yeah anything that kind of is is what's um like this conviction you were able to develop through these past experiences has allowed you to start dreaming of. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think I always go back to my happiness is my responsibility. So I have to challenge myself to be happy myself. Hmm. You know, so for me to be the cause of my own happiness you know, so that I can also make other people happy. You know, I think it's not just about me being happy, you know, again. So that that's kind of where I always go back to whenever, of course, there's, you know, not so many great moments that like life, you know, happens. I always, you know, try to go back to like, yeah, like my happiness is just my responsibility. So let me, you know, let me just chant about this. Let me continue doing what we call, you know, you said a Jihi, my human revolution, mm. um, so that I can also, you know, be happy. So, and then in the future, yeah, just, I think like as long as I continue doing that, I think I'm going to be able to tackle, you know, um, situation that happens. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, you know, um, but what I do know that, and I'm confident of this is that, yeah, if I continue um, to tackle that negative part of myself, you know, that comes up, you know, from time to time, and that tells me I cannot do it or like, you know, it's not possible. You know, when I tackle that, I always, you know, um, see a way forward and I always create happiness, you know, in the moment. And yeah, just continue for the future with wonderful marriage. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's such an empowered position or posture to to be in a relationship from 
But yeah, um, this has been so amazing. Thank you for sharing all of this. So I will wrap up with a final question. If you had to give one piece of advice to someone who's listening, who's new to Buddhism and really struggling to, to love themselves and create happy and healthy relationships now, what one piece of advice would you give them? Yes, um, I'll say don't hesitate. Just try. Just try chanting. Um, just give it a try. And that's it. I think that will be the, the beginning, you know, um, of their transformation because everyone's life is different. Um, but just be open to possibilities and give it a full on 100% try and see what happens. My key takeaway from Marilena's story is this. How you talk to yourself is how you talk to others. Buddhism's teaching that happiness comes from within simply means that how we view and treat ourselves is the starting place for how we view and treat others and what we receive in return. We've got many resources on this subject on the site, which I'll also link to in the show notes. One of my favorites is the article, How to Practice Self-Love Every Day, which reads, Loving yourself isn't just a switch you can turn on. It's a muscle you have to work each day. For Buddhists, the muscle we're working is the ability to rise above our negative instinct to look down on ourselves. It also details how chanting and studying Buddhist philosophy can help us strengthen that muscle. Also, as always, if you want to get in touch or learn about your local Buddhist community, you can email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.